I mean, squash is my life. It's my passion. Uh, I always enjoy so much the trainings, the competition. It's a life that you didn't, you, you will not live again. So uh, I take the most of that. I know at one stage I have to stop, and this is probably my last season. For sure, it will be my last season in probably f- finishing June. So, like I say, I, I just want to enjoy each tournament. Uh, uh, I feel so happy when I'm on court, when I'm competing, when I can win a match like today. Like, uh, yeah, it's like the. It's not a feeling close to this. Uh, so, yeah, I want to take every opportunity again to, to, to enjoy this, this uh, kind of experience because uh, it's not going to come back again. You're listening to the Bragman Breakdown Podcast. Here's your host, Jackson Bragman. Hey everybody, welcome into episode 52 of the Bragman Breakdown Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Bragman, and this is kind of one of the most surreal interviews I've ever done, to be honest, because sitting right across from me right now, the greatest Spaniard squash player of all time, it's my pleasure to be speaking with the current world number 42 ranked squash player in the world, former top five player in the world, and my all-time favorite professional athlete. I don't just go around saying this to you know, everyone I interview, truly my all-time favorite pro athlete, Borja Golan. Borja, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This is like a, truly an honor to, uh, to be speaking with you right now. Jackson, thanks so much for your words and really, really appreciate that your interview. So yeah, uh, hopefully you, you ask me any questions you want and, and we probably have a really good time here. Yeah, and so just to give a little background is um, right now, Borja, you're playing in the Butter City Open. This is your sixth time here, I believe, playing in Detroit, former champion, and we'll get into that uh, in a little bit. But the first time I met you a few years ago, I want to say the 2018 tournament, something like that, you had a, uh, I think you had an injury, like you were, I don't know if it was a nosebleed or something. Yeah, it was some some sort of nosebleed or cut. And my dad, who's a physician, he was able to kind of help you um, work through that injury stuff bleeding a little bit and get you through your match and you were nice enough the next day to spend some time on court with me chat with me and you could not have been nicer and ever since then like you've been my guy I've been following you ever since then and we kind of got to reconnect today Uh, I went up to reintroduce myself to you and assuming obviously you wouldn't necessarily remember who I I was and you know hi I'm Jackson Bragman and I started kind of you know say oh this was uh, you know I I, I think we got on court a couple, you know, once a few years ago. Obviously, you probably wouldn't remember. And you're like, oh, of course. And you're like, no, you weren't this tall. You were a little bit, uh, you're kind of like doing with your hands here. No, you were a little bit uh, kind of down here. But no, of course I remember. So very down-to-earth individual. Like truly cannot say enough kind things about you. I don't want to just, I don't, I don't want this to be the flatter Borja show, but I, I truly am uh, very appreciative for you taking the time today. And I, yeah, I'm really excited. So I am happy to get you after a huge win tonight over the U.S. number one, Todd Herity, in three games, a very dominant performance. And earlier this month, you celebrated your 39th birthday. How are you able to keep playing at such a high level at this age? I mean, uh, of course, when you are getting older, it's, it's getting tougher. I mean, your recovery is not as good. Uh, you are losing uh, speed, uh, but you, you you have a lot of experience, which is also very important. So nowadays, um, I'm more busy with many things, with uh, family, I have two daughters, and with my new project of uh, my academy, Squash Academy, my club in Santiago. So, yeah, I mean, there are many more things, but uh, I, I love squash, so I keep training quite hard. Um, once a day, at the moment, not like 
like not, not twice as before but I think uh, yeah I maintain good level because I, I still squash for me is still very important so I, I push very hard in my sessions and uh, it's probably my last season so I want to enjoy as much as I can each tournament and you only enjoy if you give your 100% if you can be competitive if you are not competitive then you don't enjoy as much I think so I try to come in here uh, I, I, I rest well in the last three four days I was in New York for a few days preparing this this tournament and having a good sleep at night and and yeah today I felt I felt, I felt great the core is really nice uh, very tight on the walls uh, very good high of the core you can play good lobs and yeah I was moving well and I'm, I'm confident with my shot so cannot complain playing a, a player as Todd he's such a good player winning in three is really good for me yeah, and you mentioned that it's still very important for you to be training every day and to maintain maybe not the same level of training that you were doing 10 years ago, but at least still making an effort to compete at a high level and be competitive because if you're not competitive, then you know what's the point of playing at this age? With two daughters, with your squash academy opening up that we will get to soon, with all of this stuff going on in your life, why is it so important for you to continue to play professionally? Because you don't have to. You could retire. You could have retired five years ago and just committed to kind of doing a squash academy, spending time with your family. Why is it so important for you to keep pushing? And what's really the thing that's motivating you to continue to train so hard? I mean... <clears throat> I mean, squash is my life. It's my passion. Uh, I, I always enjoy so much the trainings, the competition. It's a life that you didn't, you, you will not live again. So uh, I take the most of that. I know at one stage I have to stop, and this is probably my last season. For sure, it will be my last season in probably finishing June. So, like I say, I, I just want to enjoy each tournament. Uh, uh, I feel so happy when I'm on court, when I'm competing, when I can win a match like today. Like. Uh, yeah, it's like the, it's not a feeling close to this. Uh, so yeah, I wanna take every opportunity again to to, to enjoy this this uh, kind of experience because uh, it's not gonna come back again. So and I can spend the rest of the time with my family when I finish my career. So and they support me. So that's the most important, you know. Uh, I have the support of my wife and my kids and and yeah. Uh, I mean, during COVID, I, I spend so much time with them. So that, that's also very good. So and at the moment I'm playing maybe once one tournament a month. So I'm not traveling as much as before. Like you say, I'm training once a day because um, the body cannot uh, make the, the, the same amount of training as before. But yeah, I think you have to find a balance to treat with a hard training, but not killing yourself to be fresh for the tournament. So I think I'm doing quite okay. Which is true is that the, not in every tournament you are that in the best in the best shape you know maybe you come into Detroit really good and then in like three weeks later you, you don't feel as good before it used to be different before you you have more regularity when you are 25 when you are 30 now it's more difficult to find this regularity maybe the body sometimes is not 100 percent and and it's because of the age yeah so uh, you mentioned you're probably planning on hanging it up after the season, and you weren't you you were planning on retiring a little bit earlier, but then COVID happened. You decided to extend your career a little bit. Uh, so now that it looks like this is your last season, come June, what does retirement look like for Borja Golan? 
Yeah, the retirement always comes into my head many times when you are when you have an important injury or in the since I was 35, I was I mean uh, I was all every year telling to my wife this will be my last season, this will be my last season, and I keep playing. And the thing is, like when we are playing in March of 2020, uh, in uh, sorry, yeah, end of February in Windy City, I did a really good tournament, uh, made the quarterfinals and have uh, lost three two against. Tarek Momin uh, and then suddenly we stopped because of the COVID so my idea was maybe uh, stopping at the end of that season but with the COVID I say, wow I don't want to finish my career uh, like that so my plan was playing until probably June, July and I have to stop in March because of the COVID so I say okay now I try to keep playing until COVID is finished so I want to play again with uh, full crowds on the on the tournaments and, and yeah that's why I keep playing because uh, it was, we, we are having a tough time during COVID like you know struggling and we have to be at home locked down and, and I say if I want to enjoy playing one more season well, why I should stop so I just decided to, to do one more or two more seasons so yeah and I still enjoy it so much yeah has, has it been a bit of a struggle training with COVID, you know, with I'm not sure what the COVID mandates look like in Spain and Santiago, but, you know, so I'm not sure are you wearing masks all the time except for when you're on court? Are you forced to work out from home? And I'm sure you were at the beginning of the pandemic, but if things like calm down over there, what's kind of the current state that you're dealing with over in Spain and how are you dealing with some of the adversity uh, from a training perspective? Yeah, I mean, uh, at the start we have to, like in most of countries, we have to be two months and a half uh, in the house with no going out, only to go into the supermarket. Uh, yeah, I have to do for two months and a half all the trainings at home. I mean, we live in an apartment with my two daughters and my wife, so it's not, it's not that easy. Eh? But also, it takes some positives, like spend so much time with the girls, uh, doing many things with them. Yeah, and I think it was great in, in that point of, uh, uh, yeah, doing, yeah, being with them 24 hours a day. I mean, could be tired, but also it's really, really fun, and and we we take the most of that. And yeah, the only thing my 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 mother was uh, quite sick with the, with the COVID for so she was for a month in uh, in the um, like slept on the hospital, but then she recovered. So, but we, we were having tough time, you know. Uh, but at the end it was fine and, and of course then after two months and a half we, we can go to the club again we have to use masks but inside the, the, inside the squad score we, we don't use masks it was not competition until September so I, can, I could prepare well myself for the tournaments and, and yeah uh, it was a tough time but like I say it was also positive to take from as you mentioned earlier, you recently started your own squash academy back in Spain. And how did you come up with that idea? Is it something that you've kind of been thinking about for a while? And why is it something that means so much to you? Yeah, I mean, when... Like I say, I'm so passionate about my job, uh, about uh, competing in squash. I was competing in the PSA for 20 years. Before that, I was playing junior tournaments for another five or six years, training every day quite hard, and I enjoy so much that. So my idea of, my, of thinking about my future is that I have to do something that motivates me a lot. And what I find, uh, one of the of the things is like I didn't want to leave my my my, ta- my my country. So. Um, and also 
also what I want, what I have sure is that I want to be involved in squash. So uh, then it was a few ideas and, and the academy came into my mind and, and I think it's something that I will enjoy so much, uh, try to help other players, uh, try to pass my experience to them, uh, be, uh, be there to see how they grow up, uh, not only as a, as a players, also as a person, as a people, as a persons. Um, and yeah, it motivates, I think it is a really nice thing uh, and really motivated to try to help other players see how they grow, uh, try to help them to, to find their goals. I think it's, it's very similar to what a professional is doing in his life, but helping others is even more interesting, I think. So, I mean, of course, the, the changing from be a player to be a coach is not easy. Uh, it takes time, but I'm in the process and, and I enjoy both still being a player and, and the, the move to, the, to be a coach. I think it's, uh, it's, it's going good and, and hopefully I, I have to improve a lot in the next months, in the next years because, uh, yeah, uh, I'm still feeling a player, but, but yeah, like, like a coach, I think I have to improve a lot and, and hopefully I can, can do it well and, and bring my players to, to a top level, yeah. So that transition to coaching is very interesting because an overwhelming majority of squash players after they retire my coach Julian who I mean you know and runs the tournament I think he made it up to top 40 in the world at one point for England and he's my coach now well, you know, and is incredible and John played pro here so the coaches here have played professionally and that's kind of the general transition is you see guys retire and then they start, in, start a new life in coaching would you say in your because this this kind of earlier academy has just started but in the past I know you've done like some summer camps and stuff like that so you've had some experience coaching would you say that even though you're not going to be playing squash I know you're going to miss playing it but does coaching sort of fill that void that you're going to be missing out on from not playing all these tournaments anymore uh, no I don't think uh, because uh, I will tell you in, in a few years time but I think uh, never can replace uh, the adrenaline of the competition playing around the wall uh, playing against the top players uh, in the big venues I think that's it's not going to replicate uh, as a coach. I, I cannot. I don't think I would replicate uh, replicate the same same feeling because it's unique. I think. But but yeah. I mean, it's also a lot of positives and and also like. Um, of course, it has another thing. Uh, like I say, is very uh, grateful. I like, try to help other other people to 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 find his goals, to to improve. And I think, uh, yeah, I will be very, very motivated with that. Uh, like you say, I was doing camps in in Spain for many years uh, in the summer mainly, and now I'm doing my my camps in Cleveland for three weeks in the summer. So yeah, I mean, I have experience to work with different kind of of people, adults, uh, juniors, and. And I, I enjoying a lot this too. Yeah, so hopefully I will, yeah, I will enjoy and, and, and help people in the future. This is your sixth time playing the Motor City Open, your former champion in 2009. What is it about this tournament that you kind of enjoy so much? And why, why do you keep coming back year after year? 
I mean, uh, I didn't come in every year. Uh, I came in six times and I was playing since 2002. But uh, every time I come in here, uh, the people were so nice uh, with us, with the players. We feel like at home. Uh, they take care of us so well. And, uh, and that's the main thing for, for a player. I mean, if you, are, if you go to a place and they treat you that well, uh, yeah, you, you, you always want to come back. Sometimes I didn't came back because there are other tournaments also and sometimes it's difficult to, to go to each tournament. I would love to come in more times here because like I say it's, uh, I have very good memories from here. I come in the first time I won it but then I, <laughs> I didn't want it anymore but, but I, I always have uh, yeah I have good matches here. I remember also playing semi-finals with Nick Matthew. I lost 3-1 one time and, and then playing with Coppinger, Steve Coppinger like the, 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 the year that the, I got your father was uh, helping me with the, I was two of up and nine six up in this third I think I love that one so yeah I have big battles here uh, but yeah I always enjoy this tournament so much uh, with Julian and, and his uh, team and the people cheering on the it's always full of people since the first round the crowd is, is it, was one, it was amazing here also with the functions that they do here and the and the dinners with the people I think it's and the club is so nice so yeah cannot complain and, but it probably will be my last time because I, I retired soon so I'm sad about that yeah well, I do hope that eventually you have, you know, maybe a couple star pupils from uh, your academy in Spain and you make the trek back as a coach. That is, uh, that will be uh, obviously awesome to see. Um, one more question that I want to ask you, and then we will uh, wrap up with some rapid-fire questions at the end. But something that I also love about your game is the constant focus and how locked in you are at all times. And I can see it on the tee. I can see it over video and live streams on Squash TV. However, it's so much more evident in person when I watch you standing on the tee and your eyes are bulging wide open and you're so focused and energized before every single shot. How is it that you maintain that level of focus every single, not only every rally, but every shot? And how important has that been to your success as a PSA player over the years? I mean... Concentration is everything. I mean, uh, you can lose a game in one minute. I mean, maintain the concentration all the time is impossible, but you have to be... You have to be uh, sure that you, you cannot disconcentrate for more than 30 seconds, one minute, because you can lose the game like that. So, so yeah, and, and with the age, uh, like I say, uh, your fitness is going down, your speed is going down, uh, your recovery is going down. So you have to focus more in things that you can control. So the focus, you can maintain the focus even uh, even longer for longer periods than before. So there are things with the age that you can still improve like the strategy, the technique, the the mental toughness, all these things you can still improve. So, so I, I, with the spirits also you can uh, you, you maintain these levels of concentration for longer periods, which is also very important. So I, I know if I don't if I'm not concentrate, I, I don't I will not have chances to win matches. So you have to be the minding in the sport is everything. So yeah, I try to be focused and and when things are going well, it's easier to be concentrate when things are going not on your way then you can disconcentrate easily yeah so i tried today i think it was working well and i was very focused because i was playing well and and i was dominating the most of the rally so yeah i was uh, i think mentally today was i was fine 
Awesome. All right, Borja. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Before I do let you get, get out of here, though, we do have to hit you with a quick rapid-fire question. So are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. All right. First up, who is, in your opinion, the funniest player on tour? The funniest player on tour, okay. I will say maybe uh, Cameron Pili. But he's not on the tour now, but... <laughs> Yeah, he, he is quite the character. Had that, obviously, the video of him getting nailed in the back with the squash ball, which I'm sure you've seen. And I would say also Hishan, Hishan Ashur, yeah. But Hishan, Hishan Ashur didn't play now for a long time. But I would say yeah, Cameron, but also Hishan is one of the of the funniest guys on tour, yeah. No, yeah, he is, he's quite the character. Even though he doesn't play anymore, he's still very involved with squash. So I would, uh, I would tend to agree with that. Netflix or YouTube? You can only watch one for the rest of your life. What would you pick? <laughs> okay, then I would say probably Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Do you, what's your favorite like Netflix show right now? Show? Um, or, or movie? Like, what's what's the best thing you've seen on Netflix lately? I don't know. Uh, this is how they see us. It's like a like a, a series. Like I like a lot. It was not very long, only four episodes, but it was really cool. That one. Gotcha. Okay. Um, what is your favorite native Spanish dish? Oh, Spanish dish. Oof. Oh, I have many, but I, I will say cocido gallego. So, so what is that like in in English? Like, what can you give us like an analogy of what that would be like in in like in American sense? So it's a typical plate from from my region, from Galicia, and it's like basically like a pot, boiled potatoes with uh, vegetables with uh, with also all the meat from the from the pig. Because it's a tradition in Galicia, uh, we call it the kill of the pig. So and then you, yeah, and, and then you eat all the parts of the of the of the body of the pig, and, and they make uh, this big thing with crabs. We call fijoas, and it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, you've, you've got my mouth wondering a little bit. So I, I, I try to kind of have like that vegan lifestyle a little bit, but when I see something like that in front of me, it's like I can't really resist. So that's sometimes sometimes I struggle with that. Um, what is your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday. Um, Oh, favorite holiday, I will say, be with my wife and my girls in a, on a beach. Uh, yeah, enjoying the time with them, uh, having nice food and good weather. And right. yeah, I don't ask for nothing else. Okay, fair enough. What is the most used app on your phone? Sorry, the most. The most used app on your phone. Yeah. Ooh, the most app in my phone. I will say maybe yeah, maybe YouTube maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so you are still a big YouTube guy, despite the Netflix uh, craze. I mean, I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what does I mean, what your YouTube recommended page look like? Sorry. So, what what does your YouTube like recommended page look like? Like, what's the stuff that pops up when you open the homepage? Oh, I don't know. I mean, YouTube is sometimes mainly when I'm traveling because I have more time, and suddenly this kind of uh, you are in the hotel. Sometimes you are you don't want to watch a movie, and suddenly you start watching some videos of some theme, and then coming more and more and more, and you can be there for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I mean, you can watch any. I was watching, for example, the last few days. I was watching a little bit of videos from Squash from Squash. 
skills on YouTube. Yeah. So I think you can, yeah, you have a lot of information and and you can, yeah, imp- yeah, you can see many different things, which is I think very, very, very important. Yeah, and entertaining, of course. Borja, what famous actor would play you in a movie? Uh, famous actor, I think maybe Russell Crowe. Oh, okay. Well, he's like a bigger guy, though. I think you might be selling yourself short. I think you might be too good looking to be played by Russell Crowe. I don't know. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I, I don't understand the question. I thought you you say uh, what which actor I like. Oh uh, no, 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 no. Who would play you if there was a movie about like your life? Who? Oh, what actor would play oh, you? No, man, no idea. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, maybe a, sk- a skinnier one. I don't down here. Yeah. <laughs> You choose one, man. I, 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 it's not coming to my mind. I don't. I don't <laughs> so know. Off the top of my head, that's one tough. One friend told me one one time that uh, Kevin Bacon was similar to me. I said, "Fuck, he's much older than me, and he looks <laughs> worse than me." But he told he told me that Kevin Bacon. So maybe Kevin Bacon. Why not? <laughs> okay, fair enough. And then finally, we were actually. I, I'm looking at this now, which I came up with the questions a little while ago, and we were talking about this before we turned the microphone on, and I asked. So the question is what. What would your profession be if you weren't a pro squash player? And we you know, we talked about how I want to go into broadcasting, and you were kind of interested in journalism a bit too. So do you, do you think that would be uh, your potential uh, job if you weren't a pro squash player? Yeah, yeah. When I was uh, when I was your age, I was thinking about what, what I want to do, and squash for sure was one of the things that I, I want to try. But also in terms of studying, uh, journalism, it was very interesting for me because uh, it's a uh, yeah a very dynamic um, profession you are always uh, learning new things from different subjects um, yeah uh, it's, you constantly can improve and move on so I think it was uh, yeah very very interesting for me that's why I, I studied this and I never know maybe in the future I can not maybe work full-time but uh, combine with uh, squash coaching and maybe be in some radio programs in sports or you know I don't know so yeah it will be interesting maybe in the future yeah. you know, maybe you should start a podcast maybe that's that's the future I don't know find another uh, squash player that's interesting because I, I think uh, didn't who, Cameron Pilly and Daryl Selby didn't they have one for a while yeah 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 they have and yeah at the moment I'm a bit busy with many things but for sure uh, for sure uh, in the future I would like to when I have a bit more time I would like to do yeah I don't know maybe about the squash because uh, I know a lot of also about, about the squash and, and I try to help my sport to you know to grow more and, and yeah maybe some programs it will be interesting to interview some maybe Joe Jackson in the future yeah. <laughs> well Borja thank you so much for taking the time this was a bunch of fun I appreciate you and best of luck uh, for the rest of the week and Motor City Open thank you so much man uh, great interview and good luck with your future yeah thanks so much Jackson